Hi, and welcome to Bacon and Eggs. I'm still Ethan Itchill. And I am still Tyler Carlin. This is our weekly podcast where we talk about some of our favorite movies. And anything else on our minds. Thank you for tuning in to this week for a brand new episode. Or 30 seconds after the last one finished, we do not judge here. If this is your first time joining us, we recommend you take a listen to any of our first eight episodes. And we'll tell you a little bit about who we are. And what we do. And what this podcast means to us. It's everything. It will also give you a great background on what you're about to hear. Regardless, welcome. We're so glad you've joined us today. We make absolutely no promises as to how long this intro will stick around. So buckle up, because we're going to dive right in. Without further ado, Tyler, what did you think of Mona Lisa's smile? What? I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a movie. I didn't I didn't watch it, but you know what? I just finished watching. What did you just not, finish watching? Not even half an hour See if ago, we can pull watched, something together. Yeah. Thor, have you seen this one? Thor the Dark World. Oh, I did. I did see that one. We're good. You know, I won't lie to you. I first saw this movie and last saw this movie prior to today uh, in the theaters with a good friend of mine from college named Hunter. Uh, And that is the only nostalgia I have about this movie. I literally did not remember a single scene in the entire thing. Well, I believe I've mentioned this a couple times on this podcast. I have never seen this movie until today. Really? Really. I'd never watched Thor of the Dark World. I actually knew that. I don't know why I'm so surprised. So you, you'd never seen it. Not um, once. Give me a 1 out of 10 before we even start. I don't want to know any explanation. I just one want out a of 1 10. out of 10. Yep. Um, Like a 5. I don't even want to like a 5. I need a hard Okay, it's a commitment. hard 5. It's a hard 5. Yeah. Disagreed. Okay, great. Let's get into it then. Totally disagreed. I'm looking at like a 6.7 here. That's generous. It's generous, it's but generous. not without reason. Okay, well, we'll talk about not it. Not without reason. First of all, when did this movie come out? Because I don't remember because I never saw it. This movie came out November 18th, 2013, so you were probably studying for exams, something Hunter and I noted, uh, famously did not do. Yeah, uh, no, we did not have exams that early in the year. That's at all. No? No. I mean, midterms. That was earlier. Maybe Hunter and I were seeing this a few weeks after it came out. It's possible, but when it came out, I was probably busy. It's a Thursday night. I was doing something. <laughs> uh, that was 1,450 days ago, uh, as of this recording, um, which is a while. I'm excited for when they're less than 1,000 days. We're getting there. We're we're coming close. We're we started out at like 3,000 something. Yeah. Closer every day. Uh, this is like right in the middle, too, of wh- how many movies there are right now. This yeah. is what, eight? Seven. Se- I think it's eight. It's not. It's seven. I'm like no, 100% it's sure right. it's eight. You're right. Yep. Eight out of 16, so we're right in the middle Wait. of it. Wait. Yeah, you're, no, you're right. This is eight. This is eight. Yeah. I was confused. This is the ninth episode of yes, Bacon and Eggs. That's because I was confused. Yeah. Uh, this movie had a short budget for a Marvel film at only $170 million. Oh, yeah. Chump change. Chump change. I tell you, small loan. It didn't do really. that well, though. Uh, Made money. Made a lot of money. It did, but like comparatively, it, it did all right. It made $660 million, which is half as much as Iron Man 3. But is $250 million more than uh, uh, Wonder Woman made. And that was the movie of the summer this year. After the Avengers came out, these movies started making more money, and this is half as much as iron man 3 that's true which came out the same year give you that came out like a month or so earlier what do you know about the days of the week oh it's thursday when you're listening thursday it's thursday if you're listening this set release but when we're recording it it's election day so congratulations to everybody who won maybe i don't know you fought hard good for you guys 
You you fought hard. You wrote some really rude ads that I had to listen to in between Christmas music on my way to work every day to my day job. All I know, the only ad I have seen, because I don't really watch television or listen to the radio at all. Look at you. You're just you're just a touch above the rest of us. You're just a you're just a, a god descended. You transcended traditional media. You you must feel so great. No, I just listen uh, to podcasts, and those aren't sponsored by politicians generally. Twitter is my life. You can follow me on Twitter at AmeriCarlin for updates on literally nothing political ever. Ever. But the rest of my life, I will talk He's about. He's currently listed as Festivitai, so you can find him. And I am listed as, er, listed as Ethan Sledhills. Because your name's Ethan Edgehill. Thank you, uh, Victor Jarvis, for that name suggestion. Victor Jarvis, like from Iron Man? No. The Victor Jarvis, uh, a guy I know. Uh, he's just some guy? He's just some guy. Anyway, this movie, uh, 66%, uh, according to critics, on Rotten Tomatoes. That's terrible. It's not good. <clears throat> it's not good. Yeah. That's the worst so far. Uh, it's poor showing. Worse than The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Uh, much easier to watch, I think. <laughs> Better than The Beatles ever. Better than The Beatles ever. We're looking at a 77% audience See, rate. I think that's really interesting, though, because it's the first movie in the MCU we've come across that has a... a- big disparity there yeah and the audience likes it a lot better yeah which generally the critic has been higher like slightly higher right and now here we go with some numbers 54 out of 100 that is some your world's greatest engineers kind of score right there yeah you're getting a curve on that one yeah no that's bad it's bad bad news bears bad super bad news bears by the by ethan have you ever talked to a friend of yours who went to engineering school i have we have a close friend that went to engineering school does it not like engineering friends doctor friends does it not like bother you to no end that they get curves on their tests and those are the people building our bridges um no not really okay because it's it's, no well it's just like i I think the the, their tests and at least the schools they went to were a lot different and like the professors just kind of made up whatever kind of questions they wanted and the curve was given because like the questions were just ridiculous I don't know, man. I think that like you need to be able to solve the most ridiculous questions if you're going to be in charge of building bridges. I mean, maybe, but our f- engineer friend also doesn't build bridges. No, he, he wasn't that kind of engineer. No, no, he wasn't. <laughs> anyway, we're already down a rabbit hole. Already down. A, I mean, the movie. I I won't lie to you, Ethan. I really like this movie. I remember liking it when I saw it, and I had a lot of fun watching it this time around. I, uh, my although, my immediate thought is that it's a, and I said this to you earlier. It's a movie that takes a long time to get going, and when it gets there, it's pretty cool. I'll give it that. Like it, it had its moments. It definitely it had is, its moments. It is definitely very cool. Like this movie, I don't think Marvel execs sat down like Captain America and Iron Man as characters have a lot of involvement with each other because they're both on Earth and they're both like these headbutting type characters. And Thor, they were like, let's greenlight Thor for a trilogy. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't live on Earth, you know? So he doesn't he doesn't get as much time to interact with all these characters. Uh, he lives in Asgard. And, right, he lives in Asgard. And like his first movie was pretty good. I liked, I thought it was pretty whimsical. A uh, good time. Good. This was good not watch. whimsical. This was not whimsical. There was no this whimsy was, whatsoever. This was like Lord of the Rings Return of the King meets Star See, Wars set in the Dark Knight universe. I feel like what I'm what I'm getting out of this is that like after the Avengers, I, I think Kevin Feige, 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 however you pronounce his name, Feige, I don't know. I just feel like he sat down <coughs> after he did the Avengers and was just like, dang, there was everything I ever worked towards just done. There it I is. have no idea what to do now because. I, Iron Man 3 was really depressing. This one's really depressing. I, I 
can't say I remember that much about Winter Soldier, but we'll find out. You know, it's crazy. It's like, uh, and, and Thor has like no remorse whatsoever about New York. He's like, yeah, it was just another battle. I had to fight yeah. Loki. It sucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he's been doing that his whole life. Like that was no different for him. Right, right. That was just a thing. And he's like a warrior, like the god of thunder. Right, exactly. So he has warrior. no, he has no kind of issues with it. But then, and then we get Winter Soldier, and we get after that Guardians of the Galaxy, which I think Kevin Feige called up James Gunn and was like, "James, I need help. Everything's so sad. Everything in my life is really sad right now." And James Gunn's like, "I got you. Uga chaka, uga uga." Right. Let, let's have step back in that. Yeah. And, and I think honestly, what it is, it's like comics right now. And I'm just gonna jump forward just a, a, a bit. Comics right now are definitely taking a step in the sort of comic strip direction. Yeah. In that they're, they're, they're whimsical, they're funny, they're easy to watch, but they've still got these growing, developing characters. Um, and I think, I think when, when this is all said and done and we're able to look at it sort of from a, like a zoomed out right. point of view, we'll see sort of like origin story and then let's get serious and then well, I don't, why I, so serious? I think it's just even simpler than that. It's like I did not notice until I'm watching these through in order a second time, like the marked effect that Guardians of the Galaxy had on this series. Yeah, I agree with that. Because like, no, it's not my favorite Marvel movie by any means, but it is just it has changed the way they have approached these movies. Yeah, I absolutely agree with because that. Because the ones in recent years have been this much more upbeat kind of thing right they're letting superheroes be superheroes right instead of brooding all the time right and well and you gotta also remember and i don't i don't i don't know the dates and i'm probably gonna mess this up but you have to like everyone was like well can you make a movie better than the dark knight right 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 and exactly i'm gonna i'm just gonna go was... i'm not sure that was oh eight. yeah so that was i mean wow that was oh eight. dark knight rises was 2012, I think. 2011, 2012. But Dark Knight came out the same year as Iron Man. Dark Knight Rises was 2012. So, yeah, Dark Knight Rises was super freaking dark. And, you know, you got to think these guys are trying to compete with that. Right. The arguably the biggest superhero franchise ever. And honestly, this this movie actually, if if you look at it and you're going to compare it to its DC counterpart, I think they're they're building you up to think that Thor is like the Superman of this universe. That he's just this like ungodly strong. Well, he's not. And has no, he's not. No, I we get Superman that. later. Who do you think Superman is? Stephen Strange. Oh, I don't like Stephen Strange. Superman. Oh, I do. No, Stephen Strange is like Marvin Martian, not Marvin Martian. Uh, John the Martian guy. No, Stephen Strange. No. I disagree. Uh, Superman is uh, Vision. No, yeah. I think Doctor Strange could beat Vision. I think Doctor Strange could beat Vision, but I don't think Doctor like Super. I think if you're looking like toe to toe, who has more similar powers? I think Vision has more. Yeah, I could agree. Powers I could agree with that. Yeah. yeah, but I'm talking about um, in the in the sense of like being overpowered to the point where he has to be stopped. Right. But we are off track in a way that can't even happen. Like all I'm saying is, I thought this movie was very mirrored to uh, the mo- the first Superman film. What's it called? Man of Steel. Man of Steel. I thought those were very similar. Did you? Do you agree? Disagree? I could see with that. I could see that. I could definitely. You see get that. a really, really dark take on a, like an ultra powerful hero right. because, and you definitely, nobody... you definitely see Thor being completely unbeatable in this one. Thor. Well, he no. Thor yeah. does not struggle at any point in this movie. You're right. Not whatsoever. He just marks people left and right, and that was the one thing I like wasn't crazy about with this movie is that he he is just he doesn't seem to ever get hurt. He right. seems like he can be moved. Yeah. Like he's not an unstoppable force because at the end he's got that battle with. I don't know the ninth Doctor's buddy who ate uh, whatever makes you super Fire strong, crystal or whatever. Right? There's some. There's a joke somewhere to be made about that. Um, and he has a fight with him, and you know he gets like knocked through rocks and stuff, and has stuff falling on him. Uh, but he he never seems to be like bruised or pushed back or anything. You know, Ethan, what does your fortune cookie say this week? My fortune cookie from Panda Express because I get Panda Express before we record. Uh, for some reason, I just started it and now I can't stop. <laughs> this episode is not brought to you by Panda Express, but it could be. 
if you're listening. My fortune cookie says, a wish will be granted after a long delay. Mm, you know what that means. That somebody's out there looking after me and going to grant my that wish. early reviews for Justice League don't suck. Do they really? Yeah. I did not. I have not keep, been keeping up with that. I googled it today, and I found some early reviews for test screenings. They don't even have critics coming out yet, so it's just test screenings. It's apparently funny. Really? Yep. I could see that. You told me I'm not allowed to talk about Wonder Woman, but Wonder Woman was a little bit whimsical, so I think it'll trend in that direction, because that's the only one that succeeded so far. Did Batman Super Superman not do well? Mm, it made some money, not even as much as this money, this movie. Um... But it, it made money, like you know, millions of dollars. Uh, but no, it was not good. Fair enough. I, I mean, I liked it, but I don't know if I should tell people that. I don't. I think like the general consensus in the community is that it was not good. I will say this. I am not going to pick a side between DC and Marvel. I will watch whoever makes good movies. Yeah, same. Absolutely. Not neither one exclusively. I will, you know, I like I like superheroes. Me too. Me too. I'm going to keep watching these movies. Uh, speaking of watching these movies, Tyler, how did you watch this movie? I rented it on my Xbox for $3.99. How did you watch it? I watched it on f***.net. <laughs> what? My first note about this movie is, thank God this one is short. Is it? Is, yeah, it's like it's, 10 minutes shorter, yeah, it's, isn't it? It's considerably shorter than most of the rest of like 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Yeah, they've all been about like two hours, 10, 15 minutes. This one is like an hour an and hour 50, 50 minutes. I was not upset. I'm not saying it, it was bad. Shorter. I'm just saying like it was a, a refreshing turn of events. And it starts with narration from our good pal Odin son. Yeah, this narration is really weird. You know why? Because he directly it doesn't come back. Right. Well, he, yeah, it doesn't come back to him. Like he does the narration. He talks about like my father, Borg, or whatever his name was, and then he's not talking to anybody. Oh, what do you mean? Like it just like he comes. It comes back to like Odin, and in the previous movie, he was talking to like baby Loki and baby Thor. And this one, he's not right. telling a story to anyone. He's just telling the story to the audience. I guess like, so. Just yeah. Straight so it was up. Super weird exposition. Yeah. But it was like, it uh, wasn't like narration exposition, it was like, it was like named, like, this is my story. Did you notice? So then we get introduced to Malekith. Yeah. He wants to turn uh, the world after, to darkness. Uh, yeah, after we've seen like lots of extremely in-depth Norse mythology, uh, but the Marvel version, but kind of a little bit more serious than this, the Marvel yeah, version. this one very much sat in the mythology a lot more than the rest of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think give the people what they want. If you're going to do a movie about Thor, you want to... No, I'm not complaining. I'm saying, like, it's a good thing. It's just I, it's just something yeah. I noticed. I will say, uh, Malekith, played by our boy Chris Eccleston, I didn't see him bring a banana to a single party in this yeah, no, entire no movie. Bananas. No bananas at no party. I thought it was very... T- yeah. I, I was like, oh, fantastic casting. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that... And it, it was interesting that you could still tell it was Chris Eccleston, even with, like, the distorted voice. Like, just no one sounds like that except him. Well, and his face looks like that. Yeah, no, but I mean, even if I was just listening to him and, like, it was deepened and distorted, I could still tell you, like, that's Chris Eccleston. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he has his own accent. And... and- to be fair, I've probably seen Chris Eccleston in more things. I know he was in one of the G.I. Joe films, uh, but I know Chris Eccleston from Doctor Who. Yes. That's- well, and it's it's similar to like later movies. Like I could tell you, I'll be able to tell you for the rest of my life whether or not somebody speaking is Benedict Cumberbatch trying to have an American accent. <laughs> no one else in the whole world sounds like that. Like Benedict Cumberbatch is very good at a lot of things. That is not, one of, is is not one of them. American accent is horrendous. But yeah, just something I noticed that like, he started talking, and and again, I because I watched this on a sketchy website, I did not have subtitles again for the second time. This is becoming a problem now. I don't even understand how you didn't have subtitles. They weren't, like, added in. Like, I, I didn't, like, oh, go put yeah. in the ancient text subtitles. <laughs> they just, just weren't. 
there. They just are part so they, of the There's movie. that whole scene where Malekith is talking to the guy, and I'm just like, yeah, ooga booga to you too, buddy. <laughs> I had no you know what idea I what he was about talking that language about. Is, 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 is none of the proper nouns sounded like proper nouns in that other language. Like, you know how when somebody's speaking Spanish super fast at you? Or normal speed Spanish for you bilingual folks. Uh, you can still tell when, when he, like, he says Enrique or like London. Or when when they drop in like Hard Rock Cafe, you know, it's like, oh yeah, oh that part I know, yeah, yeah, I know that one. <coughs> I know he said something about Va to the to the Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, you didn't get that with this language. Uh, Asgardian, Asgard, all was in a foreign tongue. I don't think they're speaking Asgardian. No, oh, no, I know, like the when they said Asgardian oh. or Asgard. Yeah, no, yeah. I guess you would you wouldn't know what they said. Yeah, no, I have no uh, idea. I have no idea that any time that they were talking in Dark Elf or whatever language, I couldn't understand. Ah, the Dark Elves. How would you spell the word ether? Um, do you want my actual answer because I looked up how to spell it? Or what would you have thought E-T-H-E-R, it was? E T H E R, like exactly, like any like other the, piece of science fiction or fantasy ever that has the word ether right. in it. This is A E T H E R, ether. Yeah, which is pronounced ether, but they don't say it like ether. that. No, they say ether the whole movie. Yes. Uh, the ether Neil Gaiman would have pronounced it like that. Ether. Yeah, I would guarantee it. I'd bet dollars to cents. Is that not? I've I've not read all of Norse mythology or listened this to this story is either. not in that book. Interesting. Yes. I guess this story, you know, Jane Foster, not a real person in North mytholo- Norse mythology. Uh, she's a pretty big part of this story. So the, the Dark Elves, in fact, I believe in Norse mythology, actual Norse mythology, are dwarves. Interesting. Yes, I believe in Svartalfheim. Svartalfheim. They are the dwarves, and they build things, and they choose to live in the, the dark. The Dwemer, yeah, the Dwemer. Well, like technically, that. these guys are the Falmer. If we're categorizing them to 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 um, Skyrim, I do love me some Skyrim. Yes, these guys are the Falmer, which are the Dwemer that were then made into this like blind race that lives in the dark. Well, these guys have neato masks. What do you think of their? They're terrifying. They're, they're terrifying. like something out of nightmares. Yeah, I think they're supposed like to look it. like Malekith, but it just—they look like distorted child's dolls version of Jason Voorhees. I like them. Oh, they're Jason they, Voorhees. Like Jason, like Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, that Jason. Yes, that Jason. I like him. I, I like the little costumes they got on him. I didn't. You know, I we don't get a not lot. Not saying of... I didn't like them. I'm just saying they are the stuff right. of nightmares. They are the <laughs> stuff of nightmares. Um, and then uh, I didn't. They they carried guns. Like, even, like, the ancient yeah. army versions of yeah. them. They carried guns. They didn't just have, like, arm... Like, their arms were made of blasters. Like, they well, carried... Again, they're the dwarves. They're the builders. They're, like... They're the, well, they have laser guns. Right, but they build... No, but they're, like, the smarter ones than everybody else when it comes to building something. They're always on the, the forefront of technology. Right, but when I think dwarves, I think, like, steampunk. Yeah, but that's Skyrim for you, though. Like... Well, that was also in, like, Lord of the Rings, wasn't it? The dwarves built, like, things with gears and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... I'm just saying that that's not the case here. Well, clearly, because they've got guns with lasers. Yeah, so did, uh, the Chitauri. The Chitauri had guns with lasers, but they were from a modern time, not ancient wars. So did Hydra. Hydra was fighting in a war that had guns. (laughs) Just saying, like, they have guns. This is ancient guns. These are the oldest guns. Yeah, well, the, the... Asgardians have guns too. No, yeah, they, have, they have swords. No, they don't. They have guns and like ships and stuff, like flying. Oh, they do have flying, the gun Like boats. They're like long boats that fly and shoot people. Yeah, like Kid Icarus, I yeah. think. If that's totally off the mark, then I have no idea what you're talking about. Run me over with your car. Um, anyway, so we get a big, uh, big battle scene. Isildur! The same kind of battle scene. As the first movie. Yeah, we get another uh, intro to Lord of the Rings. And they talk about how the ether is buried and not destroyed. And the ether is awesome. It's very it's coolly like, animated. Yeah, it's like 
blood. Have you seen Spider-Man 3? Yeah, but better. But way better. It's There's like, no Topher Grace. Uh, it's like that's about congealed it. flying blood. Yeah, it's cool. It's I mean, you can't knock this movie for the way that it looks. No, no it's a beautiful movie. Beautifully shot. Beautifully, beautifully filmed. Beautifully, beautifully Very shot. dark. Very dark. But, I mean, you know, there's going to be some dark films out there, Ethan. Not, uh, not every movie can be uh, that Matthew McConaughey movie. What? Fool's, no, Sahara. What's it called? Oh, yeah, the, the, the entire color palette was orange. Yeah, where yeah. they used the, the solar panels yeah, no. to, like, build a giant laser. Sahara. Not every movie is going to be like that. Yeah, well, this one yeah. is, like, straight up just gray. It might as well have been in black and white. Yeah, it was real dark. Real, real dark. Yeah. Thor Noir. That's what we're going to call this. Thor Noir. <laughs> or Thor the Dark World. Hmm? Hey, listen. It's a very listen, dark movie. Listen, listen. Dark movie, dark characters, dark world. So we get the, it's a big flashback scene. Like I said, Odin's narrating to no one. And we get like a continuation of the Avengers and Loki is led back into Asgard in chains. And it's super intense. That's about all I got. Yeah, Loki yells at Odin and is like, ruling is my birthright. And Odin's like, your birthright is to die. You're a freaking frost giant. Yeah. There's some crazy intense stuff. That's your adopted father right. telling you and that. And his adopted father sends him to exile in the dungeons forever. Well, for like an hour of movie. Well, yeah, but like it's supposed to be forever. Until Thor needs him. Thor, right. might, meanwhile, Thor. is on Vanaheim, which I was so disappointed to find out. Ethan has been saying name. this wrong forever. It was never written, and it was barely said, and so I thought it was Anaheim. And I'm sticking with Anaheim. Black Widow is still from Anaheim. Black Widow is from Anaheim. But she is definitely not from Vanaheim because everybody from Vanaheim is Asian. Right. Um, that is where we find <coughs> out that that is where Hogan is from, who is one of the and Warriors And that is three. why he is Asian. Yes, that is why he is Asian. Now we know. And we, uh, in, in Vanaheim, there is the introduction of what might be Korg's dad. Korg's dad. But we get a new actor playing the fancy French guy to start with. Is that, it was a new yes, actor. Yes, it was Chuck. Chuck. Who's like from Chuck. Wait. Like the show. Oh, I thought you meant like Chuck Bass. No. And I was like, no, nope, Zachary not Levi, that dude. Who is Chuck Zachary on the show Levi. Chuck. Interesting. Yep. Isn't he like a dork in the show Chuck? He is. Yeah, he. I don't like that they got a new guy. I like the old guy. Well, I don't think that the old guy wanted to do it anymore. I want Terrence Howard playing him. It <laughs> took me a second. That took me a second. I'll be honest. You're like, why would why would Terrence Howard be in this? Yeah, we get a big, um, big rock guy, and he is just super intimidating and has this weapon and everything. And Thor straight up just like Indiana Jones is this guy. No, we get like a David and Goliath moment. The problem with it being a David and Goliath moment is like this big, big monster man standing in front of Thor. Uh, you know that happens a few times. Come to think of it, uh, and you know Thor's like, uh, I will defeat you. I will destroy you. And it's like, like we know Thor's going to win, but they don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then he hits him with a sling and knocks him out in one blow. And it's like, okay, but the point is David was like a child and Goliath was gargantuan. Oh, no, but no, Thor, not the point at all. Why should watch? There's a really great, I'm actually going to link it in the description. There's a really great TED talk on this by Malcolm Gladwell about how Goliath didn't stand a freaking chance. Huh. Yeah. That like David was... By far the superior fighter. Just like Thor here. Yeah. And that, like, a, like yeah. apparently Goliath was basically just, like, he was the warrior because he was bigger than everybody else. But that was, he had some kind of disease was the theory that, like, made him bigger than everybody else. But, like, weak. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm going to link that in the description. You should go watch it. It's, like, 14 minutes. And it's fascinating. Fascinating stuff. Yep. TED Talks. <laughs> Uh, supposed to make you smarter until you're about a junior in college, and then uh, then you will look down upon them because you're a jerk. Mm, I still watch them all the time. Do you I really? Do. I doth they're, not, they're but not because I look down upon yeah. them. I used to watch them to go to sleep. I used to listen to them to yeah, go to sleep. Like, the TED Talk radio hour. I would I would just play the videos and close my eyes. 
But now what you can listen to to go to sleep is Ethan and I's super soothing voices. I listen to Bob Ross. I My brother does that. Yeah. I watch, I watch Bob Ross videos. They are super, like, relaxing. I typically just fall asleep because I'm exhausted because I do so many things. I have trouble falling asleep when I'm alone. Couldn't tell you why. Couldn't tell you why. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Vanaheim is know, pronounced Vanaheim, and I'm sad th- about that's it. That's that. And Korg's it. dad gets gets straight wrecked. wrecked. Like, Indiana Jones wrecked. Indiana Jones. I mean, those rocks are tumbling right off. Yeah. Um, Although, I guess you've never, you don't know what I'm talking about, because you've never seen Indiana Jones. I'm aware of the scene. You know the scene with the guy with the sword, and the... And yeah. And he just shoots him in the face. Yeah, I know... Like, what? I'm not some idiot. I mean, you've never seen Indiana Jones, so that that I argument mean, I, can be made. I mean, maybe. Sorry, Dad. No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, this movie, Loki, is more serious than Thor is in following movies, and Loki's character is literally the trickster god. Like, he is literally supposed to be funny and deceptive. Yeah, they never quite like got, sarcastic. like, a lighthearted Loki. Yeah, even even in uh, films to come, we don't get a lighthearted no, Loki. No, But, you know, that's Tom Hiddleston's uh, approach, and that's his thing. You know, they could have gotten Jim Carrey to play Loki, but uh, they didn't, and that's that. <laughs> Alrighty then. That would have been hysterical. I want a recut of, like, With, uh, of the Avengers with Jim Carrey as Loki. It would have been great, but he did the, the Riddler and he was awful. He was whoa, just terrible. Whoa, but whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow your roll here. Hold on a second. What's the Riddler's real name? Edward Nigma. Ed Nigma. Yep, that's what it is. God, what a stupid. We do not like a disparage Jim Carrey's performance of the Riddler in this household. <laughs> I will turn this household. podcast around, sir. You, you, you hang on. We're going to watch this movie now. We're going to review Batman Forever because you need to be educated. We're, wait, we're going to pause this movie and re- no, review right Batman now, Forever right instead? <laughs> in a future episode. So Batman Forever. First scene. Sunday brunch. We get a... <laughs> Not a bad idea. We get a scene with Thor back in Asgard, and this is what I'm talking about, like, just with small indications that, that they're bringing in more of the mythology, because we get Odin talking to a raven. Ooh, I missed yep, that. Yep, right, right when they come back, he's, um, they're doing something in the courtyard, having some kind of fight, and Odin's talking to either Hugin or Munin, one of his ravens. Hugin or Munin, uh, educate me more. Uh, that Those are his ravens. They are his messengers. Where do they message to? Anybody. Anybody that needs messaging. Generally on Midgard. Huh. Yeah. I noticed they spend a lot of time on Midgard. Do you think that's because the people writing this mythology lived on Midgard? Yes. Interesting. I think Selfish. That, that probably the people of Vanaheim have a different view of the Norse gods. You think so? Probably. But Odin tells Thor that it's time for him to take the throne, and Thor is like, is it though? Is it really time for me? I don't want to be Mr. King, man. Yeah, he wants to go hunt down Jane Foster, and uh, Odin is like, no, you probably shouldn't do that. And Sif is like, hey, you should come be with me instead. Um, She's clearly interested in him, and she's like, Thor, you should probably focus on more than one realm. And Thor's like, bet. You know, I don't like this lonely Thor scene where they've got like the, all his buddies are doing the drinking And he's dressed in like black, like he's mourning something. Right, right. Like, like something bad happened but really all that happened was like you went to earth and saved it and now you're back and, and then and you went to it. vanaheim and saved it and all the other realms right you literally saved all the realms and there's no reason why you can't go see jane foster yeah he just doesn't right because <laughs> like and we get oh, that yeah, later you on remember? Get that later on she's like where were you she slaps him in the face and goes where were you and he's like i was super busy and she goes you were on television in new york right right did you uh did you notice uh the Bifrost just put back together? Yeah, I mean, I guess they rebuilt it. It's yeah. Heimdall's entire job, so he probably wasn't too... His job is to watch. Yeah, but he was probably like, I can do this. All right, I got yeah. this. 
Give me a few minutes. Yeah. I will reconstruct. Although Thor, he's the man with the hammer, and there is a hammer and nail moment in this movie. I thought that was a cool little Wait, nod. Is there to the fact that uh, yeah, the little stakes? Oh, are, is that what uh, happened? I couldn't. I didn't quite catch that. And I didn't feel like watching it the second time. I well, I I actually was like, is this going to be a hammer and, and nail moment? And then I was like, you know what? Uh, it was kind of bright on the screen yeah. when it happened. So I'm going to chalk it up I think my, that. my note say, is probably something like, and they did something. Yeah. And, uh, uh, speaking anyway, speaking of Jane Foster, Jane is on a date with, and she's not on a super happy date, but she is on a date with Roy from the IT crowd. Dude's hilarious. Uh, Dude could be in every yeah. movie. I'll Chris O'Dowd. Just like, Chris his, O'Dowd his acting funny. was great in this. He just is like, I'll just sit here and say, see Barcelona. Yeah, I, I I thought that was a very interesting piece of scripting. Not him saying that, but her just being like sea bass, sea bass, sea bass, sea bass. She's just stalling. <coughs> yeah, because because uh. they're on a date and Darcy walks in and is just like, nope, not on a date anymore. Sorry. Yeah, no, Darcy's a jerk. I mean, I guess she seems like she kind of saved him, or she seems like she kind of saved Jane from a date she wasn't interested in. Well, I mean, Chris O'Dowd is on a date with Padme, so yeah. he's having he tr- a date. He traded up from yeah. Jen. Right. Oh gosh. <laughs> Um, see uh, see I'll just sit here see and say Seabass alone. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Curse of doubt, man. That dude could be in every movie. I would not be upset. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Dr. Selvig has lost his mind. He is just running naked through Stonehenge. Uh, do they show the scene twice in this movie and the first time was like an accidental editing error? No. Because he's like running naked through Stonehenge and then we just go back to regular movie. And, like, nobody addresses it. Nobody talks about, like, seeing it on TV. They don't see it nobody, on TV till later. Yeah, they don't see it on TV till later. So, like, why did they show it at that point? Uh, to just because like, they were they were talking about Eric and, like, what he's doing. I wonder where he is. I, was, I thought it was a weird way really? to introduce Selvig. And then, like, he's Stonehenge and he's running around naked. And then uh, when they find him, they're like, he's like, yeah, they drew us a map at Stonehenge. And then we don't go back to Stonehenge, which would have been a really cool place for this fight, fight scene to go down. But instead, we're at a college campus. I don't know. I thought it was a weird, weird story okay, arc. I mean, I get that we, we just accept that things happen the way that you're they You're kind of way ahead of that. yourself here. And all of it makes sense. I mean, yeah, because everything meets at Greenwich. Right. right? Like, that's where you. time is. That's Yeah. Also, London? What? This is America. Okay. Well, you know, that's where time meets. You've got an Australian actor playing a British, no, playing an American Norse god in England. What? Well, he's got an American accent. Chris Hemsworth is not sort Australian. Of. In real life, he, he is? is. Yeah. No way. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. You're right. Holy crap. I did not know that. Oh, I know. I've never been right about anything ever when talking to you. I'm just going to soak this well, That's not true. Up. But. Oh, thank you. See, even that I was wrong about. <laughs> I just, I had no idea. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Dude's Australian. Yeah. Then I guess he's got an American accent. Maybe it's like I guess I've never really heard him talk outside of a movie. Ever since we started doing this podcast, I follow everything that every one of like Marvel's actors and Marvel's social media pages are. Wild. So I've heard all of them talk. Wild. I did not know that. That's crazy. Oh, man. Yep. What a weird thing. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, it, it's in England. That's where this is happening. I, I, I mean, yeah, we're just going to accept... We're doing it in England now. Why Why the land of enchantment when we could be in London? Because the Bifrost has moved. Sure. Whatever. I guess. I don't know. In this movie, it seems like he can Bifrost his way out of any spot. I mean, maybe. Back maybe. to Heimdall. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, did you notice what Thor's buddies drive? We talk a lot about the cars in these movies, so I was, I was hoping we made a note like, of it. Like his... Like uh, Ed Selvig. Not Ed Selvig, but like 
Now oh, yeah, the, like, the beat-up Volvo. The beater Volvo. I was like, okay, so you mean to tell me that, uh, I mean, I guess Volvo is like a pretty luxury brand, but you mean to tell me that Iron Man has a deal with Audi and the Avengers have a deal with Acura and Thor has a deal with beat-up Volvos? I mean, I think that just, it's because, like, nobody nobody shows at the end with, like, a nice XC90. <laughs> you know, this is a questionable choice. You're not wrong. Nobody sh- uh, what's Volvo's, like, S60? Nobody has an S60 at the end. Yeah, they're like sedan or whatever. Yeah, they're like luxury, premium luxury sedan or whatever. This podcast is brought to you by beat up Volvos from the 90s. <laughs> beat up Volvos from the 90s. They're, Very safe. Like unbelievably yeah. safe. Yeah, it's like a sob Definitely better. not going to kill you. Also Swedish. But I don't know anything about Europe. In case anybody's curious, uh, ask Ethan what I texted him the other day. Uh, don't, don't tell them, but you can tweet at them. Ask Ethan what stupid question I asked him the other day about the geography in Europe. Oh, man. And, it, was, uh, it was something. It was something. Whoops. So Darcy and Jane go off to this, like, warehouse. Oh, it's man. like a Call of Duty map. Yeah, there's there's a trope in here that uh that get, that grinds my gears. Ed Which Hill. is? Uh, they're just looking at this little, like, science readings device. And there's just, like, no... There's no That's stable at 100%. It. There's no real... 70% or whatever. Right, right. It's just, like, just science mumbo-jumbo. Yep. It's literally just, like, magic via science... They're going to talk about it on Asgard with some really eloquent description, and they're going to talk about it on Earth with some not real science description, and it's going to make more sense on Earth because Midgard is scientific and studies the real natural world. But really, yeah, they don't. None of it exists so, anyway. But what what we do right. get is like floating cement mixers, and this kid cool stuff. throws a bottle down cool the stairwell, scene. and it just falls over and over and over and over again. And he grabs the bottle out of midair, and Jane's like, I want to do it. And Jane throws the can down the stairwell, and it just doesn't come back. Yeah, fun with portals. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what I got portals. out of this. And her scientific <laughs> meters are going all haywire, and then the intern throws the car keys into the... Yeah. Which comes back later. I thought that was great. That, like, she, the, the keys she come picks back? up the keys at the end. Yeah, I thought that, that was cool. cool. And she uses them to start the beater yeah. Volvo. I know. That was cool. That was like... Something I didn't expect. Yeah, I thought it was like, well, that's oh, yeah. the end of the Volvo. So on to the next car. So this movie then proceeds to go completely off the rails for a minute, and like Jane gets like walks through a wall and gets sucked into some kind of weird cavern. And that cavern looks like the scene from the end of National Treasure. Yeah, that was my first thought. You're not wrong. And she gets the ether like inside of her, and she looks like one of the uh, blowy uppy people from uh, uh, Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, and something happens, and then Malekith is alive, even though he's like a billion years old at this point, and he's on some kind of spaceship. And this movie stopped making sense about five minutes ago. Yeah, because then mean, you know things are well, happening. But then she's just like back. She goes. She falls like back. Oh, she like wakes up. Yeah, back. She wakes up. She's just like on Earth again. And Darcy's like, "Here's here's oh, sorry. Go ahead. Here's what I'm thinking is that what happens there is like like she is on a plane, right? Yeah, she is out of the realm of Heimdall's vision, which is important. Yeah, yeah, she's out of the realm of Heimdall. She's in the dark world. Or even further than the Dark World, because I guess the Dark World is one of the realms. The Dark World is, is Svartalfheim. <laughs> Svartalfheim, which is one of the nine realms. Um, it's below Vanaheim. Yeah, weird how they're stacked. I guess that's why it's called Midgard, because they're stacked. They were, yeah, yeah, the way I see it is like, they're moving, right, they're moving up and down, right? Yeah. And she is like a fixed point in space and time. So it moves up, and then she all of a sudden is yeah. back in Midgard. That is That was my interpretation yeah, here. Yeah, and so... Uh, yeah, basically, Heimdall can't see her in third 
weirded out about that because Heimdall can see everyone. So he's freaked out, and then she gets back. And he goes back. And Darcy's he does some Dar- cool like, I called the cops. And Jane was like, what did I tell you to do is never call the cops, because the cops will call S.H.I.E.L.D. Right, and then S.H.I.E.L.D. never shows up. Yep. Nope. Because science well, even later they're like she, Darcy goes Shield won't answer the phone. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Agent Coulson uh, not well, budget. Agent Coulson is movie. dead. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, season five of Agents of Shield is coming out. Agent Coulson's alive. Yeah, well, Agent well. Coulson in the Avengers universe is dead. <sighs> yeah, but like I don't watch Agents of Shield, so I don't know that. Well, they are. Uh, in fact, I remember in Agents of Shield when this movie comes out, there's like a previously in the marvel cinematic universe and there's just like a cut scene like a cut together trailer from thor the dark world i remember this happening in like season one or two but thor's there she's just like he's just standing there like off to the side and it's raining she's like rain but it's not raining on Thor, and then it's not raining on her and yeah very cool it's not raining on thor and she looks over and there's thor and like she walks away and it starts raining on darcy and darcy's just like jesus christ wow cool cool and she goes Uh, up to thor and it's like oh she's gonna kiss him whatever she just slaps him in the face where were you or whatever yeah no no first of all she's like i had to make sure you're real and he goes yeah i'm real and then she slaps him again yeah She slaps a bunch of it. She slaps Loki yeah, later on. She I mean, they deserve it, to be fair. I mean, yeah, I mean, you came to our world with the whole Chitauri right. army. Yeah, and and so then we get this this thing where the cops are mad at her, and the cop touches her, and she explodes. Yep. So she is extremist again, apparently. It is it is defending itself, is, is what, what to, the... Uh, Asgardian doctors say. Yeah. Um, so it does like that's why it doesn't care when Thor attacks right. her, because Thor is not going to take so it they, or take her. She just gets bifrosted off to As- Asgard. Very cool. Yep. Um, which I, d- d- uh real quick uh thor can control rain yeah i thought the whole thing was like he shows up and there's thunder and lightning and no rain no he can control the, the storms Thorm. the storms yes thorms. The thorms storms sprinkle sprinkle anyways that's thor fun of portals um and darcy's just standing there like okay arrest me now see if i give a a hoot uh, and, uh, Malekith's still not speaking English throughout all these cuts. Yeah, no, with him. now he's back on Svartalfheim, and I had a note that says there's probably supposed to be subtitles, so if you could tell me what happened, that'd be great. What? What is my note here? Um, I don't know what I was going for. I don't know. No idea. So you don't know either. Whatever. Nothing important. He, right. like, is this where the, the, uh, the Dark Elf guy gets his helmet? No, that's later on. What? Uh, never mind. Oh, we'll get there. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, James okay. back on Asgard. And they're like, oh my god, we don't know what's going on. There's this thing in her. And Odin's like, she's immortal. She's going to die. Just deal with it. Jesus Christ. Right. Like, this. The, Loki even talks about it later on as he's like, uh, this girl will live for a hundred years That's at nothing. best. That is literally a yeah. heartbeat to a, to a god uh, such as us. Um, yeah. Which, you know, if Loki, if you're going to take that approach, how on earth do you take, like, how do, how do you live in the moment for anything? Their moments are just a you lot know? longer. Right, but how were you in the moment to, like, like how was New York a moment worth living for? Oh, because he was trying to, to take over the whole Midgard. Yeah, but if you take over Midgard, guess what? All these people are going to die in 100 years, which is a moment. Right, but you. then there will be more people who are born worshipping Loki. I suppose. Generations upon generations of Loki Yeah, worshipers. no, to a god, that's the ideal scenario, is because it just takes a couple generations for it to become the norm. For nobody to remember the war and just remember the god. Mmm, clever Loki. Yeah. You god of mischief. He's always been the smart one. I don't know. He's pretty dumb. Okay. Well, he's supposed to be the smart one. He just has an issue with loyalty. Yeah. You know, he just can't, he can't grasp the whole concept. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. The infection is defending itself. And yeah, Odin's like, that's when Odin starts to be like, okay, well, this is weird. She can stay. Right. He's like, you know what? Let's, let's keep her under our care. Let's, let's take care of this. I think Odin should have known since he already explained in this movie to us what the infection the, is. The, 
Well, and that's what I'm saying is that that narration didn't really make any sense at all. Right. Right. But we get the whole history on the Dark Elves at that point, and like they existed before the Nine Realms, that there was only darkness. And and then right. Malekith wants to bring the world back to only darkness. But Odin's Odin's what, convinced what? that he is dead, though. He is convinced that Malekith is dead. I, I have a note here that I have no idea what Eccleston is saying in this entire movie. What do you mean? Like, I have no idea what his character's motivation is. Oh, yeah, is no. At all. There isn't one. Like, I get, like, you know, oh, I'm I'm Malekith, and I. Uh, he's he just mad wants. At- the, the, he wants the, the nine realms to be destroyed, for... but like he wanted that to begin with. It's like just like a lust for power yeah. kind of thing, you know. He has no motivation whatsoever. But I mean, if this movie's purpose was to be like, you know what, we're going to do this MCU thing, and we're going to shine some light on some Norse mythology, and tell our version of the tale, which is what Neil Gaiman tells us to do, uh, tell our version of the tale, uh, then you know, I'm about it. Whatever. Yeah, Neil Gaiman, who wrote you know? Norse Mythology because of this movie series. Was that why Yeah, the it? intro to Norse Mythology, he's like, I was watching Thor, and it was awesome. It was and I was awesome. like, Neil Gaiman, you were already, in my mind, the like English-speaking expert on Norse Mythology. I learned everything I know about Norse Mythology from reading American Gods. Um, but this is, you know, Marvel's retelling of that story, you know, kind of the flippity-floppity of what Neil Gaiman's talking about, because I guess if he inspired... If he's inspired by them, then this is them telling their version of the dark story. If I'm not mistaken, just most mythologies are pretty silly. Like if you listen to Norse mythology, most of the stories, there's some serious stories, but a lot of it is pretty silly. I could be mistaken. Uh, but a lot of Greek and Roman mythology, which is what we get a lot of our mythos yeah. in American literature from, are like silly yeah, stories. Absolutely. Uh, you know, like uh, a good example of it would be like... Um, Oh, what's that story? And it's told from uh, the Canterbury yeah. Tales. Uh, and it's told from like 32 perspectives and they're all like, just as silly as the last. Well, and I mean, that's part of the the ethos of it is that like the gods are personified. Like right. they are just people. Right. They can fall in love and they right. can and they, have their hearts and they broken. Have and they have millions can... of children. And, and like Norse mythology talks about how like Loki's children are wolves and snakes and demons and like everybody else's children are just people. Right, 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 right. Um. But we've already talked about that. Uh, so then, so then we're, we're coming back into the movie. We get Loki in his prison cell. What do you think of these prison cells? I thought they were kind of cool. What do you think of the whole like uh, prison situation we've got going on here? Or did you not I think, really anything, think of anything of it? It's just a prison cell. It reminded prison me of Borderlands. Cell. I mean, it's a prison cell with an energy shield. Yeah. Really? How so? Like because there's an energy shield around. It reminded me of that scene in Borderlands where like. But it like the thing where Jack releases all the animals in the wildlife preserve. That one scene where you have to oh, kill the magic guy like six times. You know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. Yes. I'm totally leaving that in. Okay. Uh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's very much like that. I thought they were kind of cool because Loki's got his little his own little setup. His little, uh, little one room office bedroom studio apartment. Uh, oh, but rent bef- there is for this. We should we should note that um, they one of the dark elves has allowed themselves to be captured and and brought into the prisons. I thought that was uh, Eccleston's little it buddy is. guy. Yeah. Okay, I'm just saying he has been captured at this point and is brought <coughs> into the prisons. Yeah, and um, he eats like a super stone or whatever for the second time yeah. in the prisons. Well, for the first time, is it not the same guy from earlier? No, that guy was from like a war from zillions of years past. I think that's like a death sentence when you uh, eat one of those oh true because he never goes back to being a regular dark elf after that uh, right but we get this cool scene where loki and frigga are having their their fight and she does the thing where she's like not actually there yeah well i think i thought that was loki projecting her but oh but then you're you're right because she does it later on with uh jane foster right so it needs to introduce that she's got that skill that's where loki right. learned it uh, i thought loki i th- so when i watched that so that's always been the thing is like and uh, grant this is going back to mythology we don't get in this i guess they do say it later but like loki definitely takes further after the mother than the father right and like 
Uh, Thor takes after Odin and Loki takes after Frigga. So I thought, and maybe this is a little bit of just uh, idealistic theory here. I thought during that scene that Loki was talking to himself and he was projecting his mother as how she would talk to him and her like disapproval of him is how he sees himself now. Oh, I could definitely see that, uh, but I think you're kind of reaching there a little bit. Ah, uh, I might be. I don't know. I've reached for things before. Like, I, I, I think that that is actually her and she's just not there because he thinks he clearly tries to touch her. Like, he thinks she's there. Right. But I mean, he could be so like lost in his own mind that that's what he thinks going on. Because later on, when we see him, when Thor shows up and he's like, Loki, no more tricks. And then, you know, we get Loki yeah. out of his little suit of armor and we get him in the back corner yeah. just like looking, looking a hot mess. I, I mean, you know, I'm talking I, I get what you're saying, but everybody breaks out of prison except Loki doesn't get broken out, but he still gives the people advice for like leaving. Yeah. He says, go up the yeah. stairs to the left, which like, I don't know. I, I would have appreciated some more like follow the white rabbit sort of metaphorical advice than literally go that direction. Well, I mean, Loki, Loki Loki sends them that way and then his mother gets killed. Oh, so you think Loki killed the mother? No, I no. Mean, like in, indirectly. I, indirectly, yes. But I think that he didn't mean to. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think that he is actually busted up about Frigga getting killed. Yeah, I think he is legitimately upset about that. Um, but everybody gets broken out of prison and we get a great line between two of the Warriors Three, uh, who are Volstagg and Frandal? Fan- Fandral. Fandral. Fancy French guy. Um, Yeah. (laughs) One one of them goes, it's as if they resent being in prison. The other one goes, there's no pleasing some creatures. Oh, I know. Super good. Super good. Um, I don't, what what do you think of like Mr. Super Soldier Man? I know they had a name for him where like the Dark Elves eat the Super Stones Yeah, no, I just kept calling him Big Scary Fire Guy. Yeah, I I was not crazy about this whole little henchman Well, at first I thought he was Malekith. I didn't realize what was going on because I didn't get Mm. the subtitles i didn't know what was happening so gotcha. i think malekith stabs him and then because he was stabbed he can put like the super stone yeah. in his side right but then he puts the helmet on yeah. and i didn't realize who it was yeah not it's malekith. not malekith because malekith shows up later on a spaceship and they get a bunch of the spaceships and like uh what's his name heimdall destroys one of them with a knife that was yeah. badass very cool. i thought these ships in general were very cool i was like look at these ships coming in they're all invisible they were they were sick they were very they're are cool shape. very star wars exactly this is actually where i made the note this is like star wars meets lord of the rings i also made a note right here because uh, i said the asgardian longboat things also make pod racer noises because <laughs> they were flying around it's like, <laughs> now that's pod no, this is pod racing saboba is the greatest villain of all time where does Honestly, to fall on the on the rank. Is he replacing uh, Sebulba, Heath Ledger's Joker? He replaces Heath Ledger's Joker. <laughs> right, on a scale of Tommy Lee Jones to Sebulba. <laughs> because, you know, you don't even need to know who plays Sebulba to <laughs> on know On a scale of Trade Federation goons to Sebulba. <laughs> That's what we'll have to do when we do Star Wars. <laughs> no, we can't do it for Star Wars. We'll have to do, like, when we do The Matrix. Right, right. Uh, Where does this fall on a scale of Agent Smith 145 to the actual Agent Smith? Agent Smith 145. Wow, he gets taken out immediately, immediately in that scene in yes. the courtyard. Um I don't have a whole lot of notes about this scene. I just wrote a note that said those antimatter grenades are cool. Yeah, they're very cool. And and the doctor throws the uh, the antimatter grenade onto the throne. Yeah. it looks like well, and, like before that the throne. Before that, we see Heimdall create this big shield around the palace, which is effective. Yeah, and it lasts for like, for like five seconds. seconds. And that that is yeah. some Harry Potter big stuff scary right fire there. guy I mean, is just is... like nope, done. Yeah, no, you're not going to do that. Yeah. So Malekith flies his spaceship just straight into the throne room. Which is, I mean, listen, if you want to, if you want to power, he does plan, this a lot actually, where he just ignores the 
terrain and just flies, flies it wherever he wants. Things. Well, he fly he places it pretty well in the center of London. Yeah, but I mean, he just like flies it through the earth. That's true. He throws the like anti gravity bomb, destroys the throne, and it like, eats the dang. throne. But but then later on in the movie, it's not destroyed or something. Well, if they can rebuild the Bifrost, they can rebuild a chair. I, I guess it's not like this religion's known yeah. for a great carpenter. I guess Thor does have a hammer, so maybe yeah. it is. Um, Odin's spear uh, comes in and he kills literally one dark elf yeah, with it. Yeah, it's like Gundelbrock or whatever. I need to stop reading this yeah, book. It kills... No, I love this Ethan's knowledge of North, Norse mythology. Well, it's just like... It's it lining up... Because you're not being a no, jerk about it. No, it's just lining it. up like so... Like, I'm I'm watching this movie and be like, I know these things. I mean, that's that's how it yeah. should be. I appreciate you appreciating me, appreciating yes, these things. It's, it's cool. But yeah, I don't remember the name. It's it's like Grundle Punch or something. Um, <laughs> but it is, a, it is a spear that can never miss. Well, his spear knocks out literally one dark elf uh with like yeah well we get this a lot so of like odin not being that great of a warrior even though he's supposed to be like he the shows warrior up at the long time right and then malekith starts speaking english in asgard yep. i forgot what he yeah, says too. but he does speak english oh he's talking to Fr- frigga yeah and then he kills frigga and he kills and Thor frigga after uh, but like mad. He, he very quickly loses to frigga in this fight like frigga gets him with the the knife that she stole and then has him like pinned against a corner yeah. and then uh she gets killed. Yeah, by she him. has her big scary has his big scary dude kill her. And yeah. Thor is mad. Thor, Thor is pissed. And we get this big serious So pissed oh. in fact that oh. uh Sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. you go, go for it. Go, go oh, for gosh. it. I was moving on. So I Thor Thor is so pissed in fact that literally this is the end of the fight scene. They didn't get what they came for. Uh they didn't kill all the people in Asgard. They literally just kill Frigga and leave. Yeah. They like that's it. Thor doesn't have to fight them off. Thor throws his hammer to try to get them to fight and they just fly off and leave. They didn't they didn't do anything. Which is honestly probably smart because if they had stuck around, Thor would have just absolutely marked them. I mean Thor probably would have, but Thor later on doesn't kill either one of these guys. Loki kills one and uh the man's ship. Yeah, kills he's himself. accidentally killed. Yeah. Well Thor so, kind of kills I mean, him. And Thor Loki... like sends him to the other realm. Yeah. Which my impression Some of lightning. it is that it's gonna close until the next convergence anyway. Like you won't be able to get off Svartalfheim anymore. I mean, uh bet Heimdall could get you off Svartalfheim. Yeah, well I don't think Heimdall's gonna do that. I mean Scourge might. <laughs> We're not talking about Scourge. I'm just saying, Heimdall is not like an internal job. No, but I mean, the Bifrost is like, there's a lot of things that happen. Lots, Lots of things, things that are still to happen. They're still to happen. Um, but we get this big, serious We're- funeral scene mm-hmm. for Frigga, mm-hmm. and like they do the Viking Pyre, and she like rides Dude. the boat off. The- Dude, this thing is yeah. awesome. I the was- orbs. The archer is an excellent yeah. shot. And then and then all the other archers shoot excellent shots into all the yep. other ships. And this was just yes. cool. Like, I was trying to be sad, but I literally said, holy nutballs. Yeah, no, this it is was awesome. cool. It was really cool. Um, and you, we get a scene of Loki. Even Loki's upset. He goes and destroys his the nice stuff that his mom got for him in his throne room. Yeah. Not his throne room. His prison cell. The opposite of a throne room. I mean, it's kind of his throne room. You know. uh, and then we get Ed Selvig in the uh, in the nursing home or whatever in the in the cuckoo. Yeah, house. he, he and, it's a uh, great scene. He, he, like you think he's in front of a class or something like that. He's explaining the convergence, and we turn around, and it's a bunch of people at a mental institution. And Stanley's. Stan can Lee's I get there. my shoe back? I thought it was a weak cameo on Stanley's part. I was like, boo. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, do better, Stanley. Well, I mean, it's never going to pass the next one. Next yeah. Thor one? I was about to say, I don't even know what his cameo is. In The Winter Soldier? In The Winter There's Soldier, There's been a couple sure of it's... these movies where I haven't even noticed. I've always noticed. Where never was noticed. he in Captain America? Uh, you're asking me right now, but I don't remember. But I I remember when it was Because I didn't happening. notice I was it. Like, yep. Stanley says I thought he was taller. Oh, okay. 
I do you remember that now. So after that, um, Jane has visions of everything being destroyed by the ether um, because she is the ether. Cool yeah. stuff. I'm all about yeah, it. Yeah, at first I thought it was actually happening, and then I realized that it wasn't because that would have been way too easy because we're like hey, an hour into the movie. <laughs> right. Uh, like, oh, well, okay, there we go. Everything's dead. Bye. Yeah. Um, and then Odin, like, takes her prisoner. Yeah, Odin uh, takes her prisoner and puts her in, like, a... I don't even know where, but he doesn't put her in the prison no. cells. Because um, we would have caught We don't that, ever see he her go anywhere, but, the... like, Thor just is, walks in in the middle of Fancy French Guy explaining why they're screwed. Uh, yeah, I, why, why is this guy, like, a consult? He's, I was like, he's why... He's one is... of the Warriors Three. Yeah, he says, who... Uh, uh, my king, we are all defenseless. We are all but defenseless to him, is what yeah. he says. He's like, wow, super optimistic, bro. Uh, I mean, they're not wrong. Doesn't, well, like, whatever. They can't see him coming. Even Heimdall can't, they see, can't him see him coming. They can't see him coming. They can't see him coming, but like, I don't know. You can't see Loki coming. They've managed to capture him over and over again. Uh, you know, I mean, I think that Loki has a bit to do with that. Yeah. Loki's Lo- pride Loki, is well, not even that. It's like Loki has not seemed like he once has been out of place, if you get what I'm saying. Loki's the only person on the ship that wants to be here. Yeah, exactly. He's His whole life has been like that. His whole right. existence he's, in he's, this movie. Or any of these movies has been like that. Like, Loki has never once seemed like he was not in control. Right. And then we get, uh, after after that, we get this, like, Thor explaining a plan, kind of like Ocean's Eleven Z. Yeah, where they're, like, they're sitting in a bar, and it's, like, happening as he's explaining it. Which is cool. Yeah, I thought that was, it was cool, but it was kind of weird, but it was cool. I liked it. I thought it was one of the best scenes in the movie. Where, like, he's explaining the I, plan I, as the plan is happening. It's a great movie trope. I, yeah, I'm not saying I didn't like it. I just thought it was like it didn't. It was like a little out of it place. It was very heist movie. movie, but this whole scene was very heist movie. Like everything that happens. Um, yeah, they go and they break what's his butt out of jail. Oh, you, we're not um, gonna just skip over this scene. No, oh, no, I, I go right ahead. Go, okay, I elaborate because this is Hill. some of the best acting in the whole movie. Because this is where we get Loki turns himself into Captain America. And Chris oh, yeah. Evans pretending to be Loki, pretending to be him, was amazing. That whole line yeah. seems like and they, the costume is like, a bit much. But the confidence, I can feel the righteousness surging. God bless America. <laughs> hey, you want to have America. a rousing discussion about truth, honor, patriotism? God bless America. <laughs> and and that was the only one of those uh, little like costume changes where uh, the character that they became does yeah. the voice. Like when he turns uh, Thor into it's Sif, still it's Thor's, Thor's voice. voice and, You're saying uh, yeah. <laughs> it'll... It will hurt no less when I kill you in this form. But no, Chris right. Evans like, <laughs> is in this movie 30 seconds and it's... Probably one of the best parts of the whole movie. Hats off to Chris Evans, Captain America, for that little just little yeah. comic relief there. Had me go, had me smiling. Yeah, I, for real. Yes, and he in the interview described like how he did it. And he was just like, I asked you know the director what the line was. I asked Tom to say the lines for me over and over again, and like just did it as me as him. I'm like that's wild. Yeah, I actually uh, I made a comment right here that I get like oddly emotional throughout this entire scene. Uh, like I saw Captain America on screen, and I was like, "I love this character." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, I was I was super excited. And then like Lady Sif does the thing where she's like, "If you betray him, I will kill you." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, that was great. You guys care about great. each other so much. Sif says, oh, "If you if you betray him, I'll kill you." And then um, Volstagg says the same thing. He's like, "You know, if you even think about hurting him," and Loki goes, "You'll kill me." Evidently, there will be a line. Yeah, which is funny. That I think that's a little nod to Avengers when uh, uh, um, Hawkeye was like, yeah, uh, I want to put an arrow through his skull or whatever it was. Uh, and somebody says, get yeah. in line. Or, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then Thor does his little rebellion thing. And they, they commit treason on yep, the throne. They get that fight scene. Not fight scene. The like dog fight scene where he's, Thor's got this big spaceship and he can't fly it. And... <laughs> 
<laughs> and Loki's just giving <laughs> the, the, him the, the whole time. The whole I thought time. you said you knew how to fly this. And Thor goes, I said, how hard could it be? <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was actually a pretty good scene. I thought this movie uh, was way too serious for its own good, but it did have some some glimmering oh, yeah. silly this was a cool scene where they like hop out of the ship and there's another ship waiting for him and like the ship keeps flying and that was cool that was smooth it was super smooth and then that ship gets attacked by another and ship chuck and, hops uh, out and Natalie it's just Portman like passes out just like i got this and like for asgard yeah, that was cool as it. well right for frodo or whatever um and then they fly through a portal back to somewhere yeah, they're, they're in uh, the Isla de la Muerta. De la Muerta. Tortuga. That's where they are. No, they're not in Tortuga. That would be awesome. But, uh... Curse you for breathing, you slack-jawed like. idiot. <laughs> the man who does the waking... By the man who is sleeping a drink. Well, the man who did the sleeping. This is to a proposition made by the this man who a... did the waking. I... Oh, just about to do it. it. Um... But uh, now they're flying through the Isla de la Marta because it, they're going through a place that can only be found by those who already know where it is. Um, and that I was all I got. I think they're just, I just in Svartalfheim. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, those things could be in the same place. There's some weird realm jumping in the Pirates of the there Caribbean are. series. There's some weird realm jumping in this movie, although it ends up being really freaking cool. But we'll get to that in a it little does. bit. It's like just a little bit. Uh, Darcy, uh, we get a little bit of interaction between them and then we get back to Eric and Darcy. Uh, busting Darcy or busting Eric out of the mental institution, which is the second time in two Thor movies where they're just able to walk in just and take bust somebody Selvig out of where out. they've been yeah. held. Yeah, which like uh, scripting, plot devices, whatever. Um, I I think Darcy is great. She's good comic relief in this series. Uh, I guess she's just in these two movies. I just don't think she's as strong a comic relief as this movie needs. No, I would agree with that. This movie uh, was like, lacking you know, I think in that. She's funny, Cat Denning. Super hilarious. She's probably super fun to work with on set. Uh, probably a very interesting person to meet. We needed in more life. Chris O'Dowd, but uh, needed more Chris O'Dowd. Needed more. Needed more Cat Denning. Honestly, if you want, if you wanted her to be yeah, the, she wasn't comic, very much like, in this movie. Yeah, um, but she was funny, and then she has her little intern thing. I thought that whole thing was. She keeps calling dumb. him intern, and yeah. she's like trying to put the the business on him. Uh, but then we so we do that for real quick, and then we go back to the ship, and Jane's flying with them, and she's got some crazy eyeballs. Um. Uh, did you notice this? They're not like black and they're not like yeah. normal Natalie Portman eyes. They're like giant blue yeah. eyes. She looks like an anime yeah, character. Agreed. I was like, but what they, is going on here? We get this weird, not weird, but this interesting scene with Thor and Loki where like it's just a trap. And like Thor and Loki do this fight and like Loki stabs him and is like, do you think I even cared about mother? And goes off to try to and like cuts Thor's hands off or cuts one, one, of, one his of his hands off. and says the thing to Malekith where he's like, all I want is a good seat to watch Asgard burn. And- I think this is yeah, truth for that. it is, but like Loki is, it's a lie because Loki's uh, a liar. I think this movie has the grand misconception. I know I talked about this already, but this is where the note comes in in my notes. It's like there's a grand misconception that the the mischief and hijinks of Thor and Loki and the gods in general have to be just this ultra serious yeah, no. affair. Uh, I think, well, and I think and we definitely sillier. get that in in the later movies, but yeah, I know Korg's dad in this movie didn't yeah, even say anything. No. He was just. Anyway, um, yeah, so Malekith pulls the ether out of Jane, which is cool. Like, like she's sitting there floating and, like, all the stuff comes out of her. And then Thor Thor's, the yeah, Thor's like, Loki, hit it. And he gets his hand back and zaps it with the lightning. And I'm like, oh, it's a trap. Cool. Cool. But it doesn't, yeah. the ether doesn't get destroyed. It just, like, crystallizes. And then goes and then back, goes back into Malekith and um, 
Yeah, their plan didn't work. There's at a all. big fight between Thor and the big scary fire guy, and then big scary fire guy gets killed by Loki after he kills Loki. But there's also a good moment in here. We get to see uh, something I've wanted in these movies, and maybe we get a little bit of it in each one. We get to see Loki fighting like a crowd of guys and doing his little Loki battle yeah. thing. I thought that was, it was cool. cool. It for sure was cool. Um, but this movie in in throughout this whole scene is almost comically. Yeah. Like everything everybody says has just such deep yeah, consequences sure. and is like just so for sure. big and powerful. And, oh, yeah. But the, we get Loki who dies allegedly. Yeah, yeah. I know. But, but he, he has the whole Loki thing died. and Thor's like, you know, I'll tell father you what you did. And he's like, I didn't do this for him and turns blue and dies. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I guess what he's doing there is there's a guard that came with them. Somewhere along yeah. the lines, is that what I'm to so. understand? And Loki is projecting himself onto Who the guard, yeah. like kind of flipping yep. it. Yeah, um, R.I.P. Yep, that yep. guy. But Thor's super distraught over Loki, and I think that was important for Loki to see. Yeah, <laughs> that Thor actually cares. That as much as Loki tricks him, Thor has this compassion right. for Loki, no matter what. But yep, 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 yep. Then um, Jane and Thor are just like stuck there, allegedly, until she gets a phone call. And the thing, yeah, the thing with device. the ringtone. This, this, this I know they brought this up throughout the thing, but like, this is one of those moments where I was like, this movie is taking itself so incredibly seriously. And you remember when I was talking about uh, Ragnarok, I was like, man, I better, like, I really hope a joke doesn't get in the way of the plot of this movie and like be a plot device. Do you remember that? Yes. In this movie, a joke is a plot device to get them out with her silly ringtone and Chris O'Dowd calling her. I, mean, I don't think it's a joke to get them out. Like, they would have eventually figured it out. I think she just needed the realization that she's closer than she thinks. Right. I don't know. I, I thought it was. I liked it. I laughed. I laughed. I thought it was silly. I laughed. She it's finds silly. the keys and they just, like, walk back. And Thor gets into a Volvo wearing his... Yeah. Get up and go. Get up and yeah. garb. And then they go to the apartment where Kat Denning mm-hmm. lives. And uh, the, the, the door, the little coat hanger, is worthy. Yeah, he hangs, he hangs the hammer. on it. Well, I mean, uh, it's not very worthy necessarily because like, he puts it down on the ground and like tables and stuff. Mm, but this is holding it. Tables are like... I would say a table is holding it. It's like Mjolnir doesn't weigh anything. Or it weighs... Right, but like it doesn't exist like that. I think a, I think a hammer is a weird weapon. Yeah, like the, just the way he swings it and the physics of it. Well, I've always felt like in these movies they're like be, very strange. It's supposed to be longer. It was supposed to. Yeah, it supposed was. To be longer? It was. Well, I learned this. Uh, it was. It was um, made as a gift by Brock the dwarf for for Loki or not for Loki for Thor, and Loki messed up the process of making the hammer, so he couldn't mm-hmm. finish it. So the the the, the handle's too short. So he was supposed to be like a two-handed warhammer, mm, but, but it's, it's just, just a, a one-handed, one-handed hammer like hammer. hammer, like an H four, like, like a yeah. craftsman hammer, yeah, like an H four. <laughs> that was an uh, old inside joke. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so yeah. so, so yeah, uh, he destroys the process, or it disrupts the process of of um, them making this this hammer, and so that's why it's short. Uh, yes, and then uh, 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 Selvig is not wearing pants again. They keep coming back to this in this movie. I want to ask you a question. Uh, Eric Selvig not wearing pants. Do you think this is a funny joke or do you think it's like, okay. I mean, it just, it was, it wasn't really a funny joke. It wasn't not funny. It just kind of was. I was like, oh, he's not wearing pants. Great. Do you think, I don't know. I thought it was, I, th- I think they were trying to make it Didn't. funny. Like, oh, look, this guy's not wearing pants, but it, w- yeah. it wasn't funny. It, it, cause it wasn't explained or like any kind of, it just all goes back to like, oh, I had a God in my head. I can do whatever I want. Right. Right. Yeah. I thought that was dumb. I thought it was dumb. <laughs> And then they um they go to that college that you and I have been to. So just can we just like for one second like that's 
Yeah, Pretty like cool, we stood okay? right there like a year before they made this. Yeah, like we were there. I think like they were like there when we were there, maybe. Somewhere around that time frame. Like we've yeah. been to there. To the Royal Observatory. That was cool. And the Royal College of whatever at Greenwich, which is whatever where they make we, time. Greenwich, yes. And where the Nine Realms yeah. converge. Which is what I think what they were getting at. Like that's why time stems from there. Because everything everything revolves around that point. Because they explain <coughs> that the, the, nine, the other eight realms revolve around Midgard. Greenwich. Greenwich specifically? Well, just around Midgard. I guess that's where they chose to put the point. But this is not actually the same oh. functionality as we get because it looks like they all stack on top of each other as the not the same functionality as we get in Norse mythology by Neil Gaiman. Where they oh, are all on one plane. Right, where this is sort of a three-dimensional right. plane with two-dimensional right. planes of the, reality. The whole nine realms are one two-dimensional plane in, in the book and, and they revolve because of Jormungandr, who is a giant serpent that is also Loki's child. Interesting. <laughs> Yep, the uh. Midgard serpent, who is he? He lives around the border of Midgard and stops people from leaving Midgard mm. because right so because the the Midgardians are treated like children that don't get to see anything else. I mean that's that's definitely true throughout this whole series. Right, it's like they everybody else can just go back and forth, but the people in Midgard are like, mm, you guys should probably stay here. So uh, anyway, back to the movie. I have few major complaints, but I have equally few major triumphs with this movie. I honestly think it's kind of about as average a movie as it could be in this genre. Uh, it's got emotional parts and funny parts and feel good parts and feel bad parts and cool action sequences, but none of them do like exceptionally bad or exceptionally well. Uh, but what it does do exceptionally well is it is gorgeous. Uh, and even throughout this final, oh, fight I scene, think this final fight uh, scene is cool as. Heck, I just Tell really enjoyed it where it's like they're flipping in and out of realms and like Thor throws the hammer like from Svartalfheim and it goes through the realm into Midgard and up into space and then he goes back to Midgard and like catches it. That Very was cool. cool. Like just the whole mechanic of it. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought the whole this whole fight scene was very cool. You know, like. It does something with uh, multiple planes of reality that we didn't get in Avengers. Yeah. Um, where, like, in Avengers, the only time anybody goes into the portal is to right. blow everything up. When we get the, the, the jet fighters that accidentally bomb Vanaheim. Right, right. Yeah, the, the jet fighters fly in. And, ooh, there is a moment in this movie where U.S. where, where a government, I guess this is the British government in this situation, uh, bombs civilian yeah. territory. Uh, civilian territory on their own turf. Yep, they just were straight up about to nuke the college. Uh, which I don't think nope. they would have done. Uh, uh, what one one minor complaint you got to bring up about this fight scene? Um, no, no Captain America, no yeah. Iron Man. Which Iron Man? I know Iron Man just gave up everything, right? So he's probably not like super eager to go out there and fight between realms again. If anybody's not going to, it's right. Tony Stark. He's got some PTSD about well, that whole I mean, issue. Cap's a little outmatched here. Cap's a little outmatched, but I mean, you could have thrown in a Clint Barton, uh, just sniping well, some okay. of these Cap's dudes. Cap's also in America. He's not Captain Cap Britain. Cap is in America. He, he's not... He's not <laughs> you're right. He's not Captain Britain. But I would take just at he's least one little Clint Barton sniping sniping uh baddies i mean i have a major complaint about this part of the movie and this is like we should have gotten malekith's motivation here because they finally finally get a confrontation between thor and malekith where he's just like you know and he goes your universe was never meant to be you and your family will perish and just like what what do you want he wants to restore darkness like why what is that gonna do for him that sounds like it sucks that is what he is used to it sounds like it sucks that's the problem with those yeah, that's the problem with this whole mythology canon is that like you can just say that somebody wants to do something just because right, but like they do. Loki always had motivation. And, 
Right, Loki's a frost giant raised, raised by, by his guardians. The by the yeah. Odin sons. The Odin sons. <laughs> but yeah, we don't get Malekith's motivation here. He doesn't have any motivation. He does. He just is a, a an evil villain for the sake of being evil. Right. And and he just does his evil villain we, thing. After the, but we do get this huge fight scene, and it is cool. But they tried a little bit too hard to bring the comedy into it in two different scenes in this fight scene because. I know one of them is the kiss. Yes, between, where uh, they they like they have their kiss and they zap back into reality, and they're it's like Darcy, Jane, Ian, Selvig, Mewnew, and I'm just like Donkey. Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just it was right. in bad taste, I think. And then the other one, and I I do think it was kind of funny, but like Thor takes the tube back to Greenwich, and the oh, girl like yeah, can't keep her hands yeah, and off the girl, him. Like, yeah, I was. I actually remember that. I was like, "In what do you think a, a train is going to get you there, even remotely fast I enough?" Just, I, you know, uh, I don't think he knows where he is. So I, he ends up in a in a tube station. So I'm probably not the worst idea. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, "How do I get to Greenwich?" She's like three stops. I mean, thank God it was yeah, the right and train. Just like it's Thor, and and this, and this people the, yeah, snapping this one, pictures I think left and right. Like we finally get to see Thor as like a celebrity. Like people know him, and they're. This is also the first one in the whole series where I felt like, and maybe Iron Man Two did this, but people are like taking pictures and like super interested in like like the social media aspect of start aspect of everything is right. starting to take effect. I did. Did you notice that? That's literally what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that like they they are not running to safety inside the college because Thor's out there waving his hammer around and they want to take a video of it and right. like. That's a kind of a commentary, but I also think it's funny that they just finally brought Thor into like the public spectrum, right? Uh, and then, and then they went. Yeah, the all fight. the realms are converging, and Malekith is like sending the ether up into the different realms, and Thor just basically takes one of Jane's anomaly sticks into the big blood tornado. It three takes of them, three of yeah. them, like throws them as like spear, as like javelins yeah. at first, and like sends different parts of into him different realms around, and then he. Mm. And then he hammers yeah, I it into get that, his chest. Again, I missed that happening, so I'm glad you picked up on that. But I'm, I'm listen. I don't know that I saw it, but if that is what happened, yeah. it's awesome. He's got the hammer in one hand, right? And, and the then other. so he gets sent back to to Dark Elf Land, and the ship falls on him, which is kind of a lame way to die. Not as lame as Whiplash, but like still kind of lame, right? Yeah, I agree. And then uh, Thor is okay. Whiplash, Whiplash just like exploded anticlimactically. Oh yeah, his like his yeah. suit explodes, and Thor's okay. Yeah. I wrote yay. Yay, Thor's okay. And then he goes back and Thor again, not king, because he decides now he doesn't want to be king. I'd rather be a good man uh, than a great king. Which, like, uh, it's a pretty good line there they yeah. got at the end for him. Uh, and then we learn that Loki is yep, on the throne. Loki the whole Yay, time. And I knew just it. Like, yeah. Odin's, well, we get that scene where, like, the guard is clearly Loki, but, like, you know, you're not supposed to know it. Right. Right. And now Odin is at, like, Shady Oaks Retirement yeah. Center yeah. in New York City. Yeah, Odin's, Odin's Spoiler like, alert. <laughs> I can't, you know, if I could say that I was proud of my son... I might just just mm. think about it. It like gives him the smile, and I'm just like, God dang it! But it was Loki the whole time. Mm. Odin is yep, 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 Odin yep, yep. is gone. Uh, and then we get two post credit scenes. Both of them pretty Hold good. On. Both there of them were pretty two? exciting. Oh. Yes. Pause first. Okay. Okay. So there's there's two post credit scenes in this movie. Uh, the first of which is yeah. awesome. It's really cool. Uh, yeah. It's. Yeah, it's super we cool. We get like uh, discussion Sif of Infinity and Stones. We get meeting with the collector, mm-hmm. and this is where Infinity wow. Stones first get mentioned. Yeah, and they talk about how the Tesseract is an yep. Infinity Stone, and now we know that uh, the not the, Tesseract, I'm the, guessing, uh, yeah, that's the Ether the case they made for the Ether. Yeah, it looks like the big rock that it was on yeah. top of before. It's yeah, be the that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um. So now they've got two Infinity Stones, and the collector's like, "I've got two of them." 
No, I've got five one. to go. Five. He knows where the other one is. Yeah, he knows at least where one yep. more of them is. And then we get a really lame scene. And if, yeah, then we get a lame scene where like Thor shows up and yeah. kisses Jane. Boo, boo, boo. Because. Because, like, th- th- then it's over. And she's never again. She's over. never in there again. Yeah. Which, thumbs down, Natalie. Boo. Boo hiss. So. Boo hiss. Um, anyway, let's, let's uh, get into some rankings. So, yeah. Well, first of all, what did you, what did you like and dislike about this movie? I liked how pretty it was. Yes. Um, I liked that they're, you know, I, our villain doesn't have a ton of motivation. Yeah. Meh. I don't know. I, I, I've really felt like, like, the movie gets pretty average points for almost every category you could have for this movie for like a superhero film like you know you have cool action scenes yes yes above average yeah that last fight scene was cool uh, where they're floating in out of realms it was tight yeah so above average action scenes uh does it have cool characters yeah, yeah. for the most part they're yeah. not and thor's yeah, they're, cool we get a little bit of development with his friends not quite developed yet um, but you know get a little bit of here and there enough that we care about them if they were to die off i'd be upset would you uh Mm, not really. <laughs> well, I mean, even I still think the Thor character is undeveloped, underdeveloped at this um, point. Based on where he is now, yeah, a lot of his development happens off screen. I yeah, would say. I still like. I still feel like I don't know a whole lot about Thor. I think yeah, you're just supposed to accept that he's sort of this like ultra loyal god of thunder who uh, gives people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, um, I would agree with that, especially or Loki. at least gives Loki yeah. the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It was. I. Right. It was pretty forgettable, honestly. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, it's it takes a long time to get going, and that like I was bored for like an hour and a half, and then it was cool for like twenty minutes. I, I think younger audiences would be lost on this movie pretty well. Yeah, uh, the, the reason I think I could capture them is because of the cool fight scenes, but a lot of it is like there's real not a whole heavy. lot of fighting compared to the rest of these movies, right? And there's like there's a lot of dialogue and a lot of a lot of my complaint about like the Lord of the Rings movies is that there's like a lot of stuff that's going way over my head like a lot of politics that my world can't relate to you know no i love the lord of the rings movies i mean, too. i've never sat down watching them and been like i hate this i just have always felt like i can't appreciate them to the level that i would like to because i don't have the time to put in to really understand what's going on yeah, you definitely shouldn't watch game of thrones mm, then maybe i'll try i said shouldn't i know She'll try not watching Game of Thrones. You've been right. pretty it's successful not Game at not watching Game of Thrones so far. <laughs> Maybe when it's all said and done, I'll watch well, it. Well, you have that's six how I episodes did, left. That's how I did Breaking Bad. Yeah. And probably like three years. Mm, one year. Really? And they're going to come out next they're year? Come out every year. Really? I thought it was like yeah. every other year. Nope. Um, it's only been around since 2011. Um, what, what did you like and dislike? This is your first time seeing this movie. This is the first movie, well, second movie we've done you've never seen before but first movie in our continuity yeah, that you um, have never seen so what what did you like I and mean, dislike it had some cool action sequences it was it was very well shot um the yeah director gets a good job the writers not so much there wasn't a whole lot of storytelling going on like it was just and it wasn't even like i felt like it lacked plot it just like just kind of dragged there wasn't enough plot like it was a it was a slow yeah. plot yeah it was like a, a plot that could have been Summed up in probably fifteen minutes of movie drawn into an I hour. Mean, maybe not fifteen, maybe like forty-five. Right. But and and I I don't want to be the guy that always harps on villain motivation, but like Malekith had zero villain motivation whatsoever. Which I think that this one of the strong points of Thor one was Loki and the fact that he was the villain and like he was a good villain. I think yeah, he's our number one villain right now. I think you're right. Um, we should really write this down. Hey, let's get a one to ten on our villain here, Malekith. Yeah, um, I give him yeah. four, strong four, because he does he doesn't have any motivation. But he's kind of cool, okay? But he's not he's not missing his own motivation. Like his motivation is like every you know at, at this point, I guess every five thousand years or whatever, something about five thousand yeah. years. 
everything will be in convergence, and I will be able to do this thing. And I don't know if he's necessarily do. dead. Yeah, it's the same thing with like Aldrich so Killian. Like, I don't him. think he was convincingly killed. So I think I think they do that on purpose because I don't know that they know what actors they're going to be able to get to do a like a reprisal. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel that. Um, also, you know, maybe they need five thousand years of the future for this to come back for Thor to be right. like, "Are you serious?" This yeah. again. But I give him a four. I, I'm going to put him. Oh, can I say that he's better than Abomination? I promised myself I wouldn't put anybody below Abomination. I think he's better than Abomination. I, I mean, like Chris Eccleston is, you know. So cool. who who have we had? We've had Abomination at the bottom. We're looking in the bottom like three. Let's be real. Here. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Let's let me pull up. So we got Abomination. We got whiplash we got the u.s government i guess those aren't officially ranked where did we put the mandarin i feel like we put the mandarin right above abomination last time might have i'm gonna say worse than mandarin i'll agree with that better than abomination worse than mandarin i'm gonna go back and listen all the episodes and figure out where that puts us but and they will be in the episode descriptions starting probably tomorrow but uh wednesday if you're listening to this on thursday so the i guess the day before yesterday i'm so confused about the words you just said <laughs> i'm okay so the, lost. theoretically the villain power rankings will be listed in the episode description starting on wednesday november 8th because gotcha. um, i'm gonna go through and listen to them tomorrow and figure out where they all line up um, but I'm gonna say between Abomination and Mandarin. If there's somebody else in there, maybe if we put Whiplash in there, I don't know yet. But I'm gonna say between Abomination and Mandarin. Was this movie better than The Incredible Hulk? Yes. You say that without without yeah, wavering. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching. I it. did enjoy. I did too. I didn't see Edward Norton sleeping anywhere no. in this movie. Well, the whole thing, and I'm gonna keep coming back to this, is like I felt like Incredible Hulk would not end. Yeah, I kept feeling like, oh my gosh, when will this be over? But this movie, I was just like, oh okay, that's cool. It's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. That's why I gave it a five. This is me. That's why I gave it a five. He's got knives for hands. You can't keep referencing that. (laughs) Uh, I I gave it a six. What did I say? 6.7. I did that because I really do think it is exceptionally beautiful. And that is what I, that's what I'm giving it. I don't think it's any more beautiful than any other Marvel movie though. I think these are all high budget movies and they are going to look. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's better looking than Iron Man 3. I think it looks exactly the same as Iron Man 3. Huh. Uh, as far as power ranking for the film, though, I think, I mean, I, I thought I liked this movie more than I do, uh, or did today. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to immediately prove myself wrong on what I said last week. That Which I think what? all of the movies in Phase 2 are going to slot in between uh, Iron Man 2 and Captain America. No, actually, I'm not. I think, I think this is better than Iron Man 2. I do. You do? There were some, there uh, were some yeah, things now, with Iron Man that, 2 that, that I just could it. I couldn't abide. Right. Like, there was so many things. Like, there was nothing in this movie that I thought was particularly wrong. There were things in Iron Man 2 where I was like, that's stupid. Yeah. But, like, this, there was there was nothing glaring in this movie that I can't move past. So where does that put it? This is below below Thor, above Iron Man 2? Yeah. So I did prove myself wrong because I said that everything was going to be above Thor, between Thor and Captain America. So this one is going to go for me into, into sixth place between Thor and Iron Man 2. Because I don't... So give me, a, give me a, like, the whole... The whole thing. One so this would eight. make one Iron Man, two the Avengers, three Captain America, four Iron Man, three, five Thor, six Thor the Dark World, seven Iron Man, two, eight the Incredible Hulk. Okay. I will agree with that. So it is written, so it shall be. I, I really thought I was going to be more excited about it. I did movie. too. I was excited to watch it and I came away eh, yeah, whelmed. I was, you know. Yep. Oh, that, that leaves us with a tough... A toughie. What's our last break? I forget. Breakfast food. Oh, we didn't That's breakfast food. Yeah, breakfast it's food. It's a toughie. What? Breakfast food is whelming. Golly. I, I mean, like, maybe like a McGriddle. McGriddle. Uh, because I go into it 
with yeah, high I don't hopes. even know if you can necessarily describe this as a food. It's like you go in to a restaurant to a like. This is like when you get sausage biscuits and gravy, and it's not yeah. bad. But like you, you're like, I'm not going to tell my mom about this sausage biscuit. It's like and gravy. you go to so th- there are lots of breakfast places. It's it's like no. Hang on, I got this. It's it's hot. Ca- it's oh, man, man, it's hot no. cakes from McDonald's. Hot cakes from yes. McDonald's. No. Disagreed. Hot cakes from McDonald's is like a disappointment. No, it's not a disappointment because you get them, you get them, and you're like, yeah, okay, these are pancakes. No, technically, no, they're not. They're not disgusting. They're not like, and and you and you know they're pancakes. Like you you got them, and you're like, I don't know what I expected, but I got it. <laughs> I mean, I okay that description right there. I will like give they're you. just or I mean I don't because I don't want to disparage IHOP's pancakes, but like because they're they are pretty good, but they're they're just like they're they're just pancakes. Like you get them, right. you like, know what is, you're you, you, batter. You, you go in with a little bit more hope. You're like, man, these are gonna be really good pancakes, and you're just like, these are pancakes. You know, and pancakes are still good. right. Like it's still a superhero <laughs> movie. It's still a Marvel movie. I still enjoyed watching, and I still enjoyed eating my pancakes. But like, they're just pancakes. I don't know what I expected, but I got it. That's what I'm going with this. Yeah. You got pancakes. So you think this is just a stack of flapjacks? I'm gonna say this is just your standard. It's this is a good benchmark for which to base our ratings, honestly, because it is like I said, it is just a movie. Here's the thing, though, and I agree with you, but I think the reason it doesn't get to be a benchmark is because there are more movies that are better than it than there are movies that are worse than it. Well, you want to pass, your and benchmark. I think if you right, right. So I think you know, like if we looked at this as a benchmark. Like, moving forward, if any movie we saw that was in the superhero genre would be like, is this better or worse than Thor The Dark World? I think we'd be fine with a good benchmark moment. Because I think if you looked at, like, every one that was ever made, you'd look about 50% yeah, on each side. Yeah, you're going to get some bad ones. Like, the, there was a whole plethora of, like, Christopher Reeve Superman movies oh, that were gosh. just bad. Some people like, I think, Superman 3. And there was Superman Returns, which had Kevin Spacey in it, which was, like, that's a movie we could talk about because, like, wow, Kevin Spacey as... And I know we're not supposed to like Kevin Spacey right now, but regardless of what he's done recently, Kevin Spacey gave an incredible performance as Lex Luthor in a really bad movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, so like that—that's yeah. I think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my my statement. Like this this is a, this is a this is why it's a five for me is because yeah, it is just it's not bad. It's not good. It it just is. Like I'm not gonna give it a six because like a six is favorable. I'm not gonna give it a four because a four is unfavorable. Right. Like this is this eleven um, point scale we have? <laughs> Wouldn't that make it a five? No, no, no. I'm, I'm including zero. Oh, okay, for five is right and smack dab in the middle. Gotcha. So I'm including zero. Like it could be a zero. Like there are movies that are a zero. Almost as many people don't remember this movie happened as don't remember the Incredible Hulk. Oh, I disagree with that. People don't remember the Incredible Hulk. You talk about the Incredible Hulk with people who like Marvel movies, and they're like, "Yeah, but I mean that one's not. Like, yeah, it doesn't count." So like you talk about your to your general person, and you're like, "Do you remember Thor: The Dark World?" And they're like, "Who?" And it, and it it sucks because it came between Iron Man three, which was like the flagship franchise. And Captain America, which was the fan favorite, so it's right. kind of stuck in the middle there. Just like, what do we do? What are we gonna do here? And they, yeah, and they, and you know what? They did it. They fixed it because we are. We, we do live in. An, I can't. I can't not say this. We do live in a time where Thor Ragnarok exists, and it was amazing. And it's so good. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap okay. this up then. Um, so we're gonna. I'm gonna stick with my. It's a stack of flapjacks. Yep. Stack of flapjacks. I'll stick with that. That works. Thanks, guys, for listening to another episode of Bacon and Eggs. I'm sure you came to this after a loud beeping noise or like a whoop, but <laughs> thank you Bye. for uh, thank you for listening regardless. Um, you know, I hope you guys have a wonderful <laughs> Thursday or whatever day you're listening to this on, but 
Over here, bacon and eggs every day is Thor's day. That's right. Uh, you can find both Tyler and I on Twitter. I am at Wow Now, and the uh, zeros are O's. O's are zeros, and I'm O's also on zeros. Instagram as that. And Ty is at Americarlin. Uh, yes, for the next month and a half, I will be festive. Sled Hills, very fun. And time. you can also tweet us directly uh, at Bacon and Eggs Twenty Three. Uh, we will get all of your tweets there because we literally have nobody following us, and we know everything yes. that happens. Uh, but we only follow two people. Addition- <laughs> Correct. Uh, additionally, you can uh, reach out to us on email at baconandeggsmedia at gmail.com. And if you want to get in contact with Vaishan Brandon, who designed our logo and all of our promotional materials, you can message us for his email address. We'd be happy to oblige and get yep. that for you. I hope you guys had a wonderful Thursday. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Please go rate and review on iTunes and all the other apps that you use because it really helps us out a lot. Thank you so much. And until next time, Arrivederci. Uh, Rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Hey, Ethan, what is it that people never say to you? Thank God this one is short.